Hi, and welcome to episode four of the Sister Cast. Welcome, welcome. What's the fourth wedding anniversary or oh, fourth I anniversary? I don't know. We talked about our husbands in episode three, mm-hmm. um, and you talked about how your husband sent you an edible arrangement as an anniversary gift. What we didn't talk about was the fact that my husband, the Viking, and I, we don't do anniversary anything cards presents so i don't know what any of those things are we never have fourth is linen silks fruit or flowers well you should have gotten me something made out of silk for this episode but you didn't so that's okay Um, oh so zoe what is on the podcast today right so something that came up on the last podcast was we were talking about hipster stuff yes and i wanted to share a story but i needed to do a little bit of research first. I wanted to share a story about something that happened this summer and how you can hipster too far. What was the hipster thing that we talked about? Oh, just the just that your husband is he's kind of hipster adjacent. The artisanal toast. The artisanal toast. That's right. That's what triggered this memory for me. Okay. So this summer, um, my co-writer came to visit for a few weeks so that we could write a book together. A book that, by the way, comes out, came out on September 19th, Mr. Hattrick, um, which is Frisky Beaver's number four, which I write as Ainsley Booth with my good friend, Sadie. So Sadie came to visit us for a couple of weeks so we could work together. And I thought that I would do a tour of all the different coffee shops in London, Ontario. So we went to some really great places. Um, We spent a lot of time at Fire Roasted Coffee in Wortley Village and the Black Walnut and Locomotive. And these are all amazing um, coffee shops. If you were listening to this in the London area, check them all out. They're amazing. But there was one other coffee shop that was recommended to us by more than one person um, that we had some trouble finding. So a couple of people recommended a place called Ritual. And I'm I, so I'm going to preface this story with this is not like I don't want to sound too critical as I share this story. But I do think that it's an important kind of marketing slash business lesson because that's something which is always important to me as a small business owner, as a creative person. Right. You need to balance kind of your. Um, your vision, your artistic vision with some practical business realities. So a few people recommended this place called Ritual to us. And so we put the address um, into my Google um, app on my phone and off we went. And the app said we were there on Talbot Street and we looked around and we literally couldn't see a place called Ritual. So I was like, well, maybe Google's wrong. Right. You know, that sometimes happens. Let's drive up the next block. There's some more stores up the next block. We go up. Definitely not there. We loop around again. We still can't find <laughs> oh, it. No. But it's right next to the Early Bird restaurant. Yeah. So the Early Bird Cafe. So we went there. Okay. And as we were walking, there we parked the car. And as we were walking towards the early bird, Sadie went, hey, stop. Maybe this is that coffee shop. And sure enough, there was a tiny little storefront squeezed in beside this cafe that had one tiny little like folded sign that you couldn't see behind a parked car. And in tiny little black letters on this tiny little sign, it said, ritual. <laughs> and we were like, oh, this is it. We go in and it's a beautiful place and the coffee is great. Um, 
not overly air like not air conditioned they had fans going and the doors open and a really tall ceiling so it was really spacious and airy very nice quiet place to work good coffee again so we're like oh okay we'll come back so two (laughs) days later we come back and there's brown paper on the window (laughs) oh no no it didn't it did it closed in those two days oh no and like i mean this is actually really sad because it was a beautiful coffee shop with amazing coffee and lovely place to work we had a very productive morning there possibly on the last morning it was open oh and that makes me like really sad because i mean and who knows like i bet downtown rent is really expensive and it was a small location so they'd have to probably have a lot of sales to generate with a ton of competition because two doors down from it it, not only the restaurant you mentioned fire roasted's right on the corner Yeah, fire roast is just up on the corner with lots of branding lots of branding but i have to think you know if they had a sign it might have been easier, just a little bit easier to stay open, possibly. But also in marketing, you got to be yin and yang. Yeah, it's true. So maybe they were trying the opposite. I think that they were trying. I mean, it was definitely part of the hipster aesthetic that they didn't have a sign. <laughs> but I really struggled with that. You like have I was, to know where we are. It, we could not find it. Maybe we're here. Maybe we're not. It was a really, it was a lovely space while it was open. It's fascinating. These sort of, the, the coffee shops are not a trend, but there's all sorts of the artisanal toast or then. A um, cereal bar. Where did the cereal bar open up? I think it was in like the east end of London, England. There was a cereal bar. Where you just go get cereal? Yeah. Like, That's awesome. Like Fruit Loops. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and people were complaining that it was gentrifying a neighborhood that didn't. <laughs> Didn't need a cereal. Brilliant. <laughs> I know that there's a chain of like peanut butter and jam sandwich restaurants <laughs> in um, really? like in uh, in like L.A. Because oh, Ellen always went... is tweeting about them because her and her executive producer is always going there. Yeah. And I'm like, that's brilliant. Actually, it's brilliant, though, because I could totally crush a peanut butter and jam sandwich yeah. any day, any time. Yeah. So you go in and it's like you pick your bread, you pick your different types of peanut butter or other nut spreads Mm -hmm. i was like that would be a great food truck because it would be low cost right yeah yeah. easy to do easy to keep everything refrigerated and stuff but my husband because he's the hipster he's always about trying the new trends Mm -hmm. and here in london where we live we have a big university crowd so Mm -hmm. we often have a lot of these places pop up and and a couple days ago we um on a Saturday, we went and tried the new roly-poly ice cream. Have you heard of this? I had not heard it before I saw his picture on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, well the, that's the other rule. Is if you go to any of these places, you have to Instagram document, it. Document, document, document. Everyone who was there, and yes, it was a lot of young university <laughs> students, were Instagramming. Yeah. Right? It was like before they eat it, they yeah. were Instagramming it. Yeah. And that's how these people get their fame, too. Like, mm-hmm. I only heard about it because I saw it, and I thought it was kind of neat. And I love ice cream. So I was like, okay, let's try it. So it's on a main street in London. It's on Richmond. He pulled it up on his Google. We were walking. We walked right past it and kept walking. And so then we kept walking another block. And Like you couldn't find it? We had trouble finding it. Same, Same thing. thing. Except they, so we were like, oh. So he had it in his <laughs> thing and he said it's right at this corner. But we happened to just walk right past it. Got another block. Oh, okay. Well, that's weird. Google said it was here. Turned around. And as we turned around and came back, he's like, you're kidding. It's right there. So it did have signage, but not subtle. 
very subtle. Not I'm just smack saying, you in the face. I'm not. I'm not convinced by this subtle branding trend. So that's that's kind of the thing, right? So we uh, we went in. We tried it. Gotta say, super overrated. Interesting. What is just ice cream? Okay, it's ice cream they make in front of you. Huh? Okay, so they have the. It's, it's fascinating. My face right now is like fascinating. What? It is fascinating. So they have these giant slabs, kind of like remember marble slab back yeah. in the day where they would take ice cream, mix it all together. Yeah. They have these giant slabs, cold, like frozen, and they pour. So we got an apple fritter one. So it's like milk and sugar. Yep. They they have it in a mixture. So they pour the the milk cream C- custardy sugar. thing. Yeah, yeah. They pour that, but it's liquid. They pour it on the. Then they throw in your apple fritter pieces and your caramel. And then they use what looks like painting, you know, like a painting scraper. Yeah. And they mix it all up and then they leave it there for about a minute. And then they spread it paper thin on the frozen and it gets cold, like paper thin, right? And it freezes. They have to let it sit there for about two minutes. So they're kind of spreading it like a crepe. Yeah. On this frozen ice thing. Okay. And then they scrape it with the paper scraper, like the painting scraper. And roll it as they and it roll as they and push it, curls it, it curls up. into rolls, and then they give it to you. And and why we say it's overrated is because the creaminess is gone. So it's just an ice, more like yeah, like I mean, it's there, but just that creaminess because it's yeah. all rolled up, so it's hard. Oh, like it melts in your mouth, right? But like that creaminess. Yeah. It's gone because it's been paper thinned, right. rolled up, and then you put it in your yeah. mouth. No, that's a trend looks that won't so last. so pretty. Right. It looks so pretty. So we it's went- it, So it's interesting, the Instagram effect mm-hmm. on food and, mm-hmm. and these restaurant ideas, the fact that it's pretty. And I didn't bat an eye at the $7 price tag. Ah! Right? Yeah. I was like, like, and also how slow. It took us about 25 minutes because they have to make every. It takes about four minutes per person to make. Should I talk about the carrot dessert at this? Yes. <laughs> this yes. Okay. So this is a actually a rave review for an amazing local restaurant um, called Wolf of Worley, which is if you are in the London area, call ahead and make a reservation. It's it's a, a tapas style restaurant that's very small. I have not taken my kids there. I might at some point, but generally speaking, it's a small kind of adult venue. Um, I went with a couple of um, writer friends to celebrate writing things and talk about writing things. And we had cocktails and a few courses of food starters and meats and vegetables and that sort of thing. And it was all incredible. Um, They have this smoked drink that they serve the glass upside down with smoke trapped inside of it. And then they flip it over and pour the drink in over the smoke and it swirls around you. Incredible. So cool. Um, they do some really amazing things with vegetables. We had like the best Brussels sprouts I've ever had in my entire life at this place. Really awesome meat. And then you get to their dessert menu, their entire menu. If you look at their website, they have their menu online and the entire menu is very kind of pared down. So it literally just lists like the main ingredients, which I love, by the way. Yeah, it's very cool. Very cool. And for the meat and the vegetables, that didn't really matter because then you would be like surprised by the presentation. And it was really in the presentation was always interesting and tasty and good. And then you get to the desserts. And, and I think that now the summer menu is different than what we had. This was um, this was in the spring, like kind of the end of the winter kind of thing. And at that point, there were three options on the dessert. So there was chocolate, um, carrot, and apple. 
and that's all that it says chocolate carrot apple and then it lists a couple of secondary ingredients beside it but no um no real like nouns right just like individual ingredients is it a tart yeah is it a souffle yeah so my one of my friends is um celiac so she says are any of these gluten-free and he says the waiter who is very helpful he says the chocolate is kind of like a flourless tart a flower flat flat flourless tort that's right um or kind of like a lava cake we're like okay that's interesting it's kind of like both of those things sure um but that's gluten-free and she's like okay good and i said so then looking at the carrot and the apple the apple had like some cream it's the, the other ingredients were like cream and like walnut and i said is that like an apple pie and he said no it's more of like a deconstructed pudding we're like, okay. He's like, it's served in a mason jar. Nice. Classically hipster. Well done. Um, and it's really good, but it's not gluten free. And my other friend's like, that's fine. I think I'm sold on the chocolate. And I'm like, okay, that apple sounds good. And my third friend says, now tell me about the carrot cake. <laughs> and he says, it's not exactly a cake. <laughs> and she's like, oh. And he's like, it's like, it, it's also deconstructed. Um, it's carrot and cream cheese icing and there's walnuts and raisins. Um, <laughs> what I would recommend is that you get the trio for sharing. And so each individual dessert was like maybe like $8 and then the trio was 15 Right. So like really, if you're going to get two, if you're going to get the chocolate and the apple, you get the, the carrot for free. Well, and you never go wrong with three desserts. You never get wrong with three desserts in the trio. And he said, and they're big portions Ooh. in the trio. Like, he was really pushing this trio for sharing. So we're like, yeah, sure, do that. You know, bring three spoons and, and we'll try them all. Well, he brings the trio for sharing. And I'll have to tweet out the picture on our, on our um, the sister cast Twitter. Because <laughs> the carrot dessert was definitely not a cake. It was definitely just carrots and cream cheese icing. That's incredible. It looked like Thanksgiving dinner. That's what <laughs> it looked like. <laughs> Not only that, but it so it, it was boiled carrots and dried carrots, two kinds of carrots. And I think there might have even been candied carrots, but it was like so carrots three ways. And then blobs of cream cheese icing oh sprinkled gosh. with walnuts and raisins. And then pea shoots on top like those little green things you know which is like i don't mind the pea shoot like as decoration but when the basic element of your dessert is boiled carrots adding pea shoots really moves it into thanksgiving side dish territory not dessert it was it was memorable that was for sure (laughs) did you eat it all we did the thing was so they were the portions were in fact really significant um so my friend who was celiac she tried the cream cheese icing was fine it was gluten-free so she tried one piece of carrot with the cream cheese icing just to say and then she was like oh that's really um that's interesting and then she mostly ate more of the chocolate and and the apple was only okay the apple in the mason jar it tasted kind of like overnight oats so it was like okay but not really desserty um and so my other friend Amy and I, like, we we kept eating the carrot thing because we couldn't not. Like, at one point she went, oh, there's something squishy. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, it's just a raisin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we were like, we, it was, in fact, the dessert that we finished the most of. 
interesting and it has given us i mean that was in the spring and the three of us have not stopped talking about it i know immediately after you called me you were like i did i did and then and jenny holiday was the other friend and when she got home she took a picture of um a container of philadelphia cream cheese (laughs) and baby carrots and sent us the picture and she's like i couldn't stop thinking about it so i had seconds That's amazing. <laughs> so I I need to go back and have their next. I think that the are, do they have strawberry? Are you looking at the website? I Not think, no. Do they, go I, look at the menu. I think that I, earlier this summer I saw that they had a strawberry thing listed on their dessert menu and i was like i need to know what they do with strawberries because i'm almost certain that it's not a pie did you hear that wolf of wortley actually made a top 10 list air canada magazine the oh most i'm sure prestigious of all rankings i yeah. know forget the forget the zagat or whatever it's called the the air canada's uh, like top uh, 30 restaurants in canada they made I think they were number 14. I, I actually cannot rave about our meal enough. It was amazing. <laughs> it's just that the, the, the chef clearly is not like a, a dessert person. Right. Yeah. So on the dessert menu now, they have chocolate, lemon, raspberry, or cheese. Oh, interesting. Chocolate yeah. is chocolate, cherry, and whipped cream. It is will literally just be <laughs> shaved chocolate, piles of cherries, and whipped cream. But artisanal whipped cream. Ooh, lemon is lemon blueberry and biscuit it will be lemon slices maybe candied um blueberries lemon curd oh possible yep possibly lemon curd yeah good yeah with cookies stuck in it haphazardly cheese that's under desserts yeah no that would just be a cheese plate they had that before too slash traditional garnish yeah that would be the pea shoots what's the raspberry (laughs) raspberry how do you say that word is it chev chevy yeah that's goat cheese okay why do they try goat cheese How do you say that? Chevra. Chevra. Yeah. Raspberry. Yeah. Goat cheese. Goat cheese, graham cracker, and mint. Yeah. That would be good. Uh We have to go. I want to go here. Yeah. We'll we'll go and we'll have the trio. menu. I love how it says protein. That's their meat. Yeah. Yeah. And then. No, it's it's seriously, it's the best restaurant. Octopus. Yeah. Beets, yogurt, and dill. Yeah. No, I'm in for all of it. Beef tongue. We broccoli had, no we had yeah we had the beef tongue um we had beef tongue when we were there in the spring and it was awesome i am so excited for this yes we have to go yeah we will produce <laughs> that's their vegetables yeah do they have the brussels sprouts so oh so do you have to order is it like kind of family the little style? Pla- no it's not family style it's more it's tapas it's little plates oh so if you order the the beef tongue and, and broccoli it's a little piece of bro- beef tongue and the broccoli yes yeah, for sharing and then, oh, you have to order the vegetables on the side. Yeah. So so basically, like, you want to order, like, three plates, kind of two to three plates per person. So if the two of us go, we would order six things. Okay. Gotcha. Summer squash. Yum. Olive, bocconcini, and kale. Mm-hmm. This looks amazing. No, yes, it's we so need good. to go. The, and so here's the weird thing, right? I am totally down for any variation whatever he wants to do with summer squash i wouldn't bat an eye at it i'm 100 percent right. there <laughs> but when it comes to dessert i just want a creme brulee like is that for asking sure. too much sure you yeah, know for sure it's oh, interesting for sure. yeah 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 i'm not really down for these hipster desserts but i love the rest of the menu amazing so you know why it's called the wolf of wortley no because their last name is wolf oh i did not know that it's justin and uh greg ah greg with two g's yeah that makes sense and justin used to tour with a heavy metal band how fun so that's the wolf of uh, wortley 
very cool worth the drive to london worth the drive to london and while you're here have breakfast at the early bird cafe <laughs> also i think probably related to heavy metal fans <laughs> probably <laughs> people love the early bird and i don't i, I do yeah yeah i'm i'm not i'm not a fan uh just i feel like the portions are too small Oh, see, whatever. I, I've only been the once. To, yeah. be say, to be fair, I've only been the once, but I felt like my portion was plenty big. Um, So, you know, I, I know a lot of people like it and mm-hmm. rave about it. Um, Wortley Village, really cool neighborhood here in London. And that's where I go to get my massages. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple months ago, after one of my massages, I was like, I want to go treat myself to lunch. Do you ever do that? Mm-hmm. You go and eat lunch by yourself? I know there's a lot of people who are like, I would never eat lunch by myself yeah. I all the time I'm like I'm gonna treat myself I'm gonna go someplace that my family maybe doesn't want to go or I've been meaning to check out where did you go so there was a place called plant matter kitchen yep. that I'd heard a lot about it's literally next door to where I go to um so I was gonna be there anyway and I was like you know I'm gonna go there and and so I will eat anything right mm-hmm. so often when I go to a new restaurant I just say to the wait staff or waitress what's good here like just and I don't even look at the menu sometimes because they know the menu inside and out. If they're recommending it, I want it. So I, I went in, place so cool, really, really cool vibe. Didn't really know what it was. It was called Plant Matter Kitchen, but I sometimes am oblivious to a lot of things. So I went in, sat down, the lady handed me a menu and I said, you know what, just tell me what's good here. She's like, our Cobb salad's great. People love our burgers. We have an awesome club sandwich. She goes, we also have this burrito bowl that's really good. And I said, actually, you know, that sounds really good. It was chala masala. Like it was uh, kind, kind of, of Indian spicy. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, that sounds really good. She goes, you can either have it in a wrap or a salad. I said, I'll have it as a salad. She's like, excellent choice. I said, and I'd like a latte too. And she goes, okay, would you like that with almond, soy, or coconut, coconut milk? And I was like, oh, it was at that moment I realized I was at a vegan restaurant. <laughs> I didn't clue in until the, the, I was like, okay. Do you remember, um, our mom had a friend who had a vegan restaurant yep. in Guelph. Yep. This is going back 20 years ago. Um, I took Jer there once on our way up to visit mom. Yeah. And we stopped and I had been there before. I knew it was a vegan restaurant and I ordered the Caesar salad. And Jared knew that we were going to a vegan restaurant, but in his head, I mean, at like yeah. he was he was 20, yeah. right? Um in his head, he heard vegetarian. Yes. And he looked at the menu and he wasn't sure what to order, so he ordered a bagel with cream cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. And when you're expecting actual cream cheese and you get cashew cream cheese instead that's awkward yeah yeah my lunch was amazing good it was really good but i was very thrown when she first said that they had cob salad burgers right. and club sandwiches like i i just thought it was i was at a restaurant that maybe had a lot of vegetables more like paleo or something like that yeah didn't know what i was walking into but it was really good cool. but uh but uh I'll have to check it out. <laughs> okay, so we do this thing on the podcast called Five and Ten. Mm-hmm. And I'm terrible at it. Where I'll throw out a topic and you got to name five in ten seconds. I do not do well under pressure. Are this is why I'm more? married to my husband. He is responsible he's, for all pressure in our life. He's the guy who's good with pressure. <clears throat> okay, what am I doing? Five and five Five what? and ten. I'm just going to get out my little timer here because ten seconds goes by fast. I feel like even if you asked five and twenty, I still would, I would croak. I'd be like, ah, brain, ah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so we are going to do five and ten. Ready? 
Can you name five Zoe York works in Texas? <laughs> <laughs> what once was perfect, where their hearts collide, when they weren't looking between then and now, beyond love and hate. I think that's five out of the Ward of series. <laughs> love in a small town. <laughs> See, there's my little timer. Glad that's I didn't get funny. asked that question. <laughs> Okay. See, see, you've redeemed yourself. Yeah, you've redeemed yeah. yourself. Okay. Can you do five candy bars in 10 seconds? Mars, Snickers, Bounty, Arrow. Uh, does Smarties count? It comes in a box. Uh, um, uh, the King. The, <laughs> the King. <laughs> the Mr. King. Big is what I was thinking. Mr. Big. <laughs> Oh, yes. We also would have accepted Kit Kat and Coffee Crisp. Mm-hmm. You know your candy bars. Yeah. Okay, one more. Okay. Can you name five national restaurant chains? Arby's, McDonald's, uh, Burger King, uh, Red Lobster, Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. Yay. Woo! Look at you did that. Yeah. You're getting the hang of it now. Yeah. All right. Your turn. Okay. okay ready? Oh, I'm All excited. Right. Okay. So I have two. All right. Can you name in 10 seconds five geometrical shapes? Square, triangle, rectangle, octagon, octagon, <laughs> <laughs> circle. There we go. Sphere. <laughs> Octagon. I think that's from Octonauts. I think that's where your brain went. Okay, that was good. Okay, one more. Um, can you name, in 10 seconds, five Oscar-winning movies? Okay, The Hurt Locker, Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, Slumdog Millionaire, and uh, Holland's Opus. Is that Whoa, well done. I don't know if Mr. Holland's opus is one, but, but but literally the like okay, so I I that was my question and literally if you asked me that I'd be like Titanic? Uh, Titanic <laughs> Titanic I only remember because it shouldn't have won an Oscar because it was a stupid movie. And I think you would also know Titanic because when you lived in your apartment in Hamilton, the guy would listen to it nonstop. We shared our our bedroom wall shared a wall with the our next door neighbor's living room, and late at night he would watch the Titanic over and over and over again. And this is back in the day when it actually was on VHS, and it was so long it was on two discs. And so sometimes he'd fall asleep at the end, and like it first just like. Disc. <laughs> So it'd be like, oh, good. He was only on first disc. Okay, good. Because he'll fall asleep and then it'll end That in the might middle. have something to do with my dislike of the movie. One of my favorite writing coaches um, is a guy named Michael Haig. And he loves Titanic because it um, it's a great example of um, of story structure. And, and everybody has seen it. So he can talk about it as a really good example of story structure. Um, which is a shame because then I have to talk about the Titanic anytime I do one of his you know workshops or lessons or something like that. You've, you, have you seen that picture online about how Rose and Jack would have both fit on the board? Uh-huh. Yep. The movie should have had a happy ending. I'm just saying. There was no need for it to end the way it did. No need. Yeah. Okay. So you have a new book out called Mr. Hattrick. Mr. Hattrick. Yes, I do. So in honor of that, we're going to do one more five and ten. Oh, God. Okay. okay. Ready? Yeah. Can you name five hockey teams, national hockey teams? Okay. Uh, Vancouver Canucks, Ottawa Senators, Toronto Maple Leafs, Chicago Blackhawks, New York Rangers. Nice. Still three seconds to go. You must have done your research. (laughs) 
for Mr. Hattrick. Yes. Yeah. So in Mr. Hattrick, um, in, in the first three books in the series, Tate was the captain of the Ottawa Senators. But we couldn't actually write a book where he, he was a part of the senators team so at the end of book number three which is called full mounty he's traded to a fictional team vancouver lumberjacks so why could you not write uh it just gets kind of complicated so you can talk about um in a book you can talk about real stuff in fictional ways as long as they're not kind of like central to your story um and as long as you're not writing anything negative about them right right but like if we were to write about for example him struggling with some of his teammates or his coaches or anything like that all of a sudden that gets kind of weird when you're talking about a real team even a fictional version of a real team so it's just easier so in the team in, in the book like they play the chicago blackhawks they play um you know the columbus Blue jackets. Blue jackets. <laughs> um, and they, you know, they go to New York and we just say Islanders, Devils, Rangers. But his team, we had to make a fictional team, which was actually really exciting to do. So so that is it for the fourth episode of the Sister Cast. Coming up in future episodes, we're going to talk about my ongoing kitchen renovation, which I mentioned in episode three, um, because that is still ongoing. So lots to talk about there. And we are also both separately going to England this fall. Uh, Amanda is going to visit a school friend and I am going for a book signing in Manchester and I'm taking my whole family with me. So we're going to talk about travel and more about hipster food because that's an endless, <laughs> endless thing to talk about, particularly in other countries. And that is what's coming up. I'm going to be traveling with an eight month old. Always fun. Always fun. <laughs> By the time we go there, she'll be 10 months. So um, that'll be interesting. I would like to talk about in future podcasts, meeting famous people. I've got some stories about meeting some famous people. Meeting famous people and also going to famous places right you have a whole facebook album of photos that are you in front of movie locations as seen on tv as seen on tv that's right yes i have been to the home alone house <laughs> drove out of your way to absolutely 100 we can talk about nashville yes and uh it was sort of research for one of your books but also i got to go to a ton of as seen on tv deacon's house been to deacon's house yeah stalking reina's house yeah yeah as you do and maybe we can even talk about your relationship with fictional West Wing Twitter account. Oh my gosh. Yes. Speaking of famous people. Amanda Whatever gets, that is. Amanda gets excited about real famous people. I get excited about fictional famous people. And so yes, we'll talk let's let that's where we will start the next episode of the Sister Cast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. <laughs>